This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And now it's time to get back to a little college football. But I guess we're sort of towing the line here between college and the NFL because it is time to discuss our first mock draft uh, by Dane Brugler of The Athletic. Uh, he's got the Bears drafting Caleb Williams, number one overall, uh, followed by Maserati Marv, and then Drake May going number three overall to the Patriots. Uh, Joe Alt, though, uh, that second pick by the Bears, the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. Uh, Joe, what are your first impressions when looking at this mock? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It, it seems like... With the way Kyler has played upon his return, and this is supposed to be the worst of Kyler, he does seem engaged. He's done pretty well, and he needs help. Nothing we've seen would suggest that they're out on Kyler, that they're going to figure a way to get out of this contract, even though at the moment it looks like they have number two pick. They could end up with the number one overall pick, and maybe you know internally they have Caleb just far and away. He's a can't miss prospect. And we would get a quarterback on rookie deal, the whole deal where they would say, let's change course, but they have an opportunity to build around him. So that, that would make a ton of sense to me. They're either going to continue with offensive line or you get, it could be a hall of fame wide receiver. Now you pair him, like you've got to feel good about that organization. Like they, They've been more competitive than most of us thought they would, but man, if they get Maserati Marv, that would be, that would be pretty awesome. Uh, the <laughs> Patriots, yeah, they're getting a quarterback. They've moved on. They don't care about Mac Jones. They'll trot him out there if they feel like it. If they want to lose a game, I guess. Um, I I think that's fascinating how the Patriots are going to get their next quarterback and who's going to be making that decision. Whether it's Drake May or not, whether in a position to get Drake May, they're taking a quarterback. They have to. They have no options. They're like kind of messing around. Okay, we'll cut Greer. We'll get rid of Cunningham in the preseason. Then we'll bring him back. And then, you know, the playing the games with Mac Jones and benching him every week. And then he's back as at the starter. They don't care about any of these dudes. The quarterback of the future is the one that they draft in April. So can't wait to see what they end up doing there. Um, and then we start getting into the tackles after the top three. But, I mean, really, that's where everybody's going to be focused. It's going to be – it's it's probably going to be this three in some order in the top three, right? I know we're so far out and we've got a long way to go in the process. But isn't the top three going to be some order of Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Marvin Harrison? I don't think so. I really don't. No. I think somebody's going to squeak up. in. I, somebody might trade up to get like a Jaden Daniels or someone like that. Maybe Joe Alt, the, the offensive tackle, like I, as much as I love Maserati Mark, like I think he's a phenomenal talent. I do you think, think he'll though, fall given. 
I think he will only fall because of the teams who would want him. I do think there are a couple of quarterback hungry teams who will probably trade up and maybe, you know, go crazy in terms of trying to get into those top three so they can take one of the available quarterbacks. And that, you know, bear in mind that Dane Brugler really didn't factor in trades in this mock. And I get the exercise and the approach doing it that way. But I also think that it's not realistic at some point, some team is going to want one of these great quarterbacks and they're going to Mm -hmm. overpay for them. And I think that is an important tactic. Once we get closer to the draft that we have to factor in. For sure. Yeah, with such a quarterback rich draft, maybe someone there will be a bit of a shakeup. But yeah, I think the Patriots thing is interesting. They obviously need a quarterback and is, you know, Bill Belichick campaigning to be like, hey, you know, just let me draft a quarterback and see what I can do. Give me another chance. Or is he <laughs> out? I thought I, I guess I'm not surprised, but you know, it does say here that uh, he's never drafted in the top five, Bill Belichick, in his 24 years in New England. Seems like that's yeah. crazy to me. But yeah, you, yeah, we all Tom know Brady. that's sort of the Patriot way. But, yeah, mm. it's like, oh, wow. Um, you went so for- I, I guess so was really good. Yeah, Cam yes, Newton. Oh like, I mean, that's he was special in a Patriots uniform. God. I'm curious because we were talking about that Courtney Cronin ESPN piece about Caleb Williams. Like he's going to be a top 10 quarterback, you know, as soon as he hits the field in the NFL. Yeah. So do you want Caleb Williams as, you know, someone who's covered this bears team for a very long time? Like, where are you at? Are you in the middle? I know I kind of asked you that yesterday, but if seeing this mock, they've got Caleb Williams going to the bears. I'm not. And I am very far, any regular listener knows that I'm far from a Justin Fields guy. Let's see where they are. I'm not convinced they're going to be the one first off from with the Carolina pick. Like it could easily be New England. It could easily be Arizona. And I, I'm not saying that they have to take a quarterback. Like we talked a little bit about this yesterday. I, you can, if you build around him, like building the trenches or building other key positions and then get, getting your quarterback. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. You're actually putting that quarterback in a position to succeed. They got to get a lot figured out. I am. This won't be popular. I am starting to think like they might keep the head coach for one more go around, not to be the guy for the yeah. future, just for one more go around. Cause Paul's hired his friend in Eberflus. Right. I wonder if that's going to happen or if Kevin Warren's going to step in and do something there. But I'm not, I'll I'll just say this. I'm not as sold on Caleb Williams as that report has, or some of those quotes are out there, or the the people that were saying that early in the year. The more and more I see of Caleb, I'm not as sold as those people. So are you implying the Bears could draft Marvin Harrison Jr. then? Is that what you're saying? Give Justin Fields another piece. Or or protect him again. They drafted a, a right tackle last year. The Braxton Jones injury hurt them. Like maybe... He needs more pieces. Like you get Marvin Harrison Jr. pairing him with DJ Moore, like whoever quarterback is, you're in a really good position to succeed. And their tackles are not bad. Their offensive tackles went healthy on that line. Mm-hmm. But um, and you know, remember a year just a year ago, that team was trading away every piece they had on defense, and now the defense looks pretty good. And they've got Montez Sweat. Like it, yeah. the defense isn't bad. Like there are a few 
few pieces away. It's not horrible, but um, I don't know. What do you think, Ed? It's well, that defense is young, first off. Like, and so you yeah. have to have, you know, adjusted expectations as far as what to get out of them. And, you know, Jalen Johnson's wonderful, like, you know, had a great game Monday night. So all that's fine. Yeah. If the Bears have the number one pick and they don't take a quarterback, I am going to lose my mind. I am not a Bears fan. I don't have connections to the Bears, but to see a franchise uh, commit that kind of anarchy would be insane to me. You have to trade down if you have the number one pick and you are comfortable with some deals. I am not opposed to that. Like, I mean, I'm probably not the biggest Justin Fields fan either, but can you win with him in that division? Probably. Do you have a higher ceiling if you get Caleb Williams or Drake May? I'm willing to believe the answer is yes. Maybe I'm sort of split and I'm playing the balancing act between, okay, those who absolutely love Caleb Williams, that he's going to be a Hall of Famer, those who absolutely can't stand Justin Fields, I'm probably in the middle of that, where Fields mm-hmm. probably can perform better than what we've seen so far. Yet at the yes. same time, I wonder how much of this should simply be based upon draft stock. And maybe you do have to hit the reset button, and that's maybe only the, the only thing that matters when it comes to how to attack next season. How much draft capital do you have? What can you spend? What must you spend? So in that aspect, I'm willing to refrain from saying what they should be doing. Let's see what the final standings are. But I do know this much. If you have number one overall, you don't trade down. You have to take a quarterback. There is no other way to do this. And I think they will. I think that's that's exactly what's going to happen. Like, look, how many opportunities are you going to get? There's a lot of luck involved here. Like, you can be poor again, but guess what? You don't have that Carolina pick again at number one overall. <laughs> or the, It's going to be probably a, a top one or two pick. You know, this is related to betting now and the rest of the season. There's been a lot out there about teams tanking. It is mentioned yep. constantly. I mention it at times. I got to tell you, if you look at the current draft order right now, let's go down the list. Carolina, they tanking. No, they just fired a coach. They're trying to win games. The owner is putting a lot of heat on people. Arizona, are they tanking? Clearly not. People were wrong before the season to assume that they were. They're trying to win games. I think they, they've created a positive culture. New England, are they tanking? We can revisit that. Chicago, I can tell you, <laughs> I'm damn sure. Iberflus is trying to save his job. He's not tanking. Right. Those players are not tanking. We saw that on Monday night. Washington, Rivera's trying to save his job. They're not tanking. How's the passing leader? The Giants, they just won back-to-back games. They are not tanking. Todd Bowles, Tampa Bay's still in the conversation to win that division. They have the seventh pick right now. The Jets, they're not tanking. They went all in. Like, I just went down the whole list. Like maybe we can make a case for New England tanking, but guys, I, you know, I, people thought that it was going to be a problem. I don't think it is right now for bet, betting week to week. Not at this point going into week number 13. I can't tell you that any team is tanking right now. Yeah, you could even make the argument Bill Belichick's coaching for his job unless he has some right. behind closed doors mm-hmm. uh, deal with Kraft that they are tanking. I mean, he the narrative is that he's out. So, I mean, that's even that one you could probably cross off the list, right? And then Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. made a ridiculous comment that if the Jets are in contention, you know, that he'll come back this season. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if they're, they're- tanking either. <laughs> The Chargers there have the ninth two, pick right yeah. now. 
The Chargers have the ninth pick. You think Staley's tanking? (laughs) (laughs) No. You know, when it comes to the concept of tanking, I couldn't agree more, Joe. Absolutely. Like, these teams aren't tanking. It always seemed to me, like, in terms of the timing of tanking, that's like a week 17, week 18 conversation. That's not something you should be talking about in November. Maybe down the road when you're sort of piecemealing, okay, what are the possible scenarios? Where are we looking, et cetera, et cetera. Then maybe you can open up that conversation. But in the here and now, leading up to week 13, no, nobody's tanking. There are too many individual interests, player incentives, coaches fighting for their jobs, all of those things. Like guys want to have starting jobs next season, whether it's with the team they're with or with some other team next year. There are too many individual motives why tanking would be a bad idea several games before the end of the regular season. That's more of a week 17, week 18, like, look, we all know where we stand in our lives. Let's just get through this last contest healthy to where we don't mess ourselves up going forward. But in the here and the now, no, we should not be talking about tanking at all. Yeah. And um, so we we got Brugler's mock and we were just talking with Matthew Friedman, who's who dives into the NFL draft and betting the NFL draft more than anybody out there. And mm-hmm. we didn't ask him about it because he hasn't done anything. Cause we were talking to him off air for people that were wondering. So I find that interesting. A guy that really takes a deep dive into the market. He hasn't done anything yet. So, and the market also hasn't changed a whole lot unless you're looking at a mm-hmm. super long shot. It's, it was Caleb Williams for a long time as a minus one minus 500 favorite. And you know what? We made a big deal after the game against Notre Dame, UC and USC, and he looked terrible on the road in the primetime spot, and everybody saw it. The numbers dropped a little bit. Right now, Caleb Williams is minus 450. What's changed? The college football season is just about done, and nothing's really changed. It was minus 500 before the year started. It's minus 450 right now for first overall pick. So uh, th- that is something that will start to change as the rumor mill gets circulating and we get through the par- process with the combine and the pro days and all that stuff. Exactly. Combine I'm pro day. Those are the, the things chaos. that tend to be valued a good bit more. Yeah. That, that stuff is exactly. valued way more. What the Intel that is actually acquired by the teams themselves. That's a big mm-hmm. deal. want to ask you guys real quickly about the Cincinnati Bengals, because they may have, a high draft pick. And what's fascinating to me, and this was part of the article uh, by Dane Brugler, is that there are a lot of offensive tackles that are projected to go in the first round. And offensive line always seems to be a need when it comes to the Bengals. Is it something where you just have to kind of eat the season if you're the Bengals, knowing full well, yeah, you're going to pay Joe Burrow, but you're going to have a lot of good young talent coming in to where this is just a blip on the radar they will be just fine going forward. They're going to have a top 10 pick, right? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. apps. Yeah. Because right now Absolutely Vegas is are. 11. They they're five and seven and Cincinnati's five and six. So mm-hmm. they're, they're going to have a top 10 pick. So we're still doing this where they're, we're, they're searching for offensive linemen. Like how many years in a row are we going to do this? Where, okay, the Bengals are an offensive line away. They're an offensive line away. Are they ever going to be able to get that right? Um, well, is T. Higgins going to be on this team? Because you might be looking for a replacement for T. Higgins. Because that's the big advantage the they have. 
that's the advantage they have over everyone else. They ha- they have the great quarterback, and they have two awesome weapons on the outside. If you lose one of those weapons, they might be addressing that. Is it all the offensive line, or is Joe Burrow injury-prone, too? And he holds on to the ball. Right. It, it's, he just hangs on to the ball too long. He's sack-prone. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight, right here on the BetQL Network.